Well, hello everyone. Hopefully everything is working properly. My internet was being most uncooperative for a little while there, and I thought I might actually have to cancel this little impromptu event. But anyway, hello everyone. I see we've got quite a few people here. Uh, hopefully everything is working and everyone can be heard. Uh, chat room, if you want to let me know if everything's working okay. Uh, that would be great. Echo, 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 echo. Uh, that was probably because the commercial was uh, doubling up, but that's all right. I don't care about that. I will kill all that before we actually play the video we're going to play for everybody. So anyway, this little impromptu live stream we're going to do for a few minutes here uh, is just a little presentation that Brett and I did together. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, this is my very good friend, Brett William Dietz. He is a composer, doctoral professor of music. He's the one that did the composition for the Shoot the Moon film. We're going to talk for a few minutes about what we're doing and what we're up to. And Crow is also joining us just to add in his couple of points as well. So how's everybody? Let me check this chat real quick. Make sure we're looking good. Okay, better, better, better. Everyone's good. All right, awesome, 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 awesome. All right, so Brett, I don't think you've really spoken too much to the general public. So why don't you tell everybody who you are and what you're about, and uh, then we'll get to the show. Sure. Uh, sure. My name's uh, Brett, and I've, uh, my name's Brett, been, and I've working uh, with Jason now for about working with Jason now for now? about three years. What do you say now? Right? Yeah, about three we've been years. for a good few right? years now. Mm -hmm. Has it been that long? Yeah, and then the, yeah, and then Jason, the, I actually connected. Jason, I actually uh, connected. Crow, uh, I actually, Crow, um, I actually was, uh, was you know, a big uh, you know, listener, a big uh, fan listener, of Crow, um, fan of Crow for, um, five years back. For, and five years back, I actually found out that you were actually found out that you were actually. You know, in Baton Rouge, you know, in I Baton Rouge, Rouge, in the chat, you know, in the just chat, like a comment, you know, like, hey, just how do like I get in touch with, like, hey, how do I get in touch Jason? with, uh, and he, Jason, he showed me the way, and I got in touch with you, and I got in touch with you, and then we had, uh, you, uh, you, Rose and I had, uh, coffee at, uh, Island Coffee there on, uh, LSU's campus, so. Yep. Um, and, uh, as I've been, as I've been slowly, slowly waking up to, waking up to my life, and my life, and all of Crazy things, crazy in my things life, in my life. The fact that, uh, fact that uh, maybe uh, maybe the government, uh, is, not the government is not what I thought it was. Earth is not what I thought it was. Earth is not. You know, I uh, just started to uh, let that sort of stuff come out in my uh, compositions. Um, so I actually, when the uh, uh, the uh, COVID pandemic hit us, I. Uh, spent a lot of time like well i'm just gonna write uh i'm gonna write some percussion pieces that are gonna um basically i did a whole thing on well the first thing i did was i started with uh, a frank zappa quote uh and that was the first thing i sort of put up and uh and then from there i started doing a bunch of uh uh mark twain uh quotes because I, I really do like uh, uh a lot of mark uh, twain's uh, uh quotes so i started doing that along with percussion and uh, it's been interesting. I've gotten some some really strange uh, uh, comments from my colleagues <laughs> and uh, other people that I, <laughs> I work with, and uh, and some other people that uh, kind of dig it, understand it. Um, my students uh, all sort of know where I'm, they mostly they know where I'm coming from, and they all seem to dig it. So um, so that's about it. And then this last thing that uh, I just I've been really getting into Frank Zappa a lot, and um, I uh, know this piece called I'm the Slime, which is about uh, basically how the TV is not a very good thing for you or anybody. <laughs> um, and he, 
and he put this out there in uh, 1973 and there's a really good uh, video of him doing it on uh uh on saturday, saturday night live and mm-hmm. don pardo does uh does the part that jason does uh in the in the cover that we just did so that's about it all right i know we got a little cut off at the beginning here apparently i'm still having a little bit of internet issues but uh the, the bottom line is brett and i met a few years ago uh he was a listener of, of the show of crow Seven radio uh he reached out to me when i was living in the baton rouge area we met up and uh we became good friends right after that and then a little while into our friendship uh, we were doing the, the film shoot the moon i let uh crow hear some of his work i told him a bit about him and we all had a little powwow that that just all seemed to go well from there i know crow is a very big appreciator of classical music so we have a I know it's not straight classical. What was the term you used for it, Brett, for the film score? Oh, uh, it's kind of uh, it, it would be minimalism, but uh, mainly uh, post minimalism. So uh, anything coming from uh, 1980 and uh, and onward. Your picture keeps jumping around in size for some reason. I keep. Resizing. I do. I see that. <laughs> I'm just gonna make it smaller and see if that helps. Maybe it's just too. Isn't much. that a symptom of COVID? I think it, it is. So is your big toe hurting, but only your right big toe. On your right big toe. But, yeah, uh, but only if you're 65. <laughs> or older. <laughs> All right, I locked that down. Let's see if that damn thing works. This, this, oh, my God. We're just having problems out there. We have a thunderstorm right now, so that that is probably the reason why we're having grief. But anyway, the reason why we're doing this tonight, uh, just out of the blue, is because Brett and I did a cover of Frank Zappa's I'm the Slime, and we just finished the video, and we wanted to show it to everybody, and it's pretty funny. Uh, we definitely went with the same kind of crazy, zany Zappa humor, but uh, before we get to that, I think it's very important to discuss the fact of what Brett does. He makes these little art pieces. Uh, he's a percussion guy mostly, but he also is a very good piano player. Uh, I think you play a couple other things too, don't you, Brett? Uh, no, just mostly piano and percussion. So. Well, I guess the xylophone is considered percussion, but uh, well, yeah. To I a plebe like yeah, me, that's that's its own instrument. <laughs> uh, let's see how good you are. Name name the only xylophone lead in modern music. Let's say 1970s forward. Can you name that tune? Oh, I was going to say the the theme to The Simpsons, but um, I hadn't thought about that. I meant radio play. Uh, no, you got me. Actually, I should have kept my mouth shut because I can't remember the title. It's Moonlight. <laughs> um, it's, it, it's something Moonlight. Um, who is, I keep, man, I should have really not said that. Now I can't even remember who did it. I think it was Pilot. Um, Moonlight oh, okay. feels right. There it is. Moonlight feels oh. right. Well, mostly in uh, um, Wasting Away in Margaritaville actually has a marimba in it, too. Um, mm. So... And most of Frank Zappa's music all had, uh, uh, he always carried a, uh, a classical uh, percussionist with him uh, <laughs> whenever he played his shows. Wow. It's claimed that Frank Zappa had an off-the-charts IQ, um, but maybe we should frame who Frank Zappa actually was. Well, that's why he I wanted you to join us, Crow. Was... I figured we should talk about things a little yeah. bit. And, uh, I mean, no matter what, the, the song in the video is funny and, and the message is there, uh, but... 
we wouldn't just throw a video at you without giving you a little background because Frank Zappa is indeed one of the people who played a very large part in the Laurel Canyon scene situation. But uh, Crow, where did you want to take that? Well, I think I would go further than that. I would. I think I would assign Frank Zappa Lord Bufu Emperor of Laurel Canyon. I think that's where I'd put him. As a matter of fact, I think you can put at his feet the complete success of Alice Cooper is probably even to do with Frank Zappa. And Alice Cooper was about as far from that scene as you could get. Uh, he was connected in ways we may never know for sure. Um, but there's old interviews you can catch of him. And it's pretty clear he's a genius. Yeah. Um, you can see the older generation looking at his young kind of hippie-ish butt trying to put him down and they can't do it. He's too sharp. <laughs> um, but I, th I think people should understand that he was basically the king of Laurel Canyon and that construct. Yeah, if you haven't read one the of book, the other uh, things is Oh, sorry, Brett, go ahead. I think we got a lag here. Oh, no, one of the other things that's very interesting about Frank was that Frank really envisioned himself as a, as a classical composer. Not, uh, not really. Uh, um, he liked, I mean, rock and roll was uh, obviously, you know, his main saying was, you know, um, I, could, I could write classical music, but I, I'll never be famous and nobody will listen to it. There you go. <laughs> so, so he decided he'd put it <clears throat> out this way. Uh, but anyway, one of the things that's very interesting is that um, he, he was always writing from the time he was in his 20s, even at Laurel Canyon, uh, being, you know, trying to write classical music. And um, <clears throat> one of the things uh, that was very interesting is he never studied anything. Uh, he never studied Mozart. He never studied Beethoven. He only studied uh, the composers of the 20th century. And so uh, he said uh, in, in an interview, he said, I'm not really interested in Mozart or Beethoven. I'm only really interested in Weber and Schoenberg and uh, Bartok and, and uh, a little bit of Stravinsky and onward. Uh, so that's what's really interesting. Fred, I hate to interrupt, but is that like a hidden, Jew, is that a hidden Jewishness reference or what, what's that about? Uh, the, what do you mean? I, I didn't get the Jewishness. Well, you named all the composers of the modern era. Um, sounded like oh. some. I'm just wondering why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, what you said, what what he was interested in was the the twelve tone school, which started with Schoenberg, mm. uh, which is also called the second Viennese school. And uh, so it would be Schoenberg, Berg, and Weber. And uh, he was very interested in uh, twelve-tone music. The idea that there's you could use all twelve tones, but you use them in uh, different intervals, uh, dissonant intervals, the whole time. And so, uh, but like I was saying, at the end of uh, uh, at the end of um, uh, Zappa's life, he was writing he was writing uh, 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 classical music, you know, and getting performed in Europe all over the place. And um, he has a really really good piece called the Dog Breath Variations. Uh, which is a really, really good uh, suite for... Uh, I played it with band. I think it's for orchestra as well. But um, but he, he's a very, very interesting, uh, captivating composer. So. Did that go where you wanted it to go, Crow? Oh, we yeah, Crow? I, oh. I learned something new that I was going to ask. Um, you're saying 12-tone, 12, 12 so is the antithesis the idea of seven? Is that the idea there? So twelve tone would basically be, you know, we, we get through this this period, uh, the earliest twentieth century, where you have Mahler 
and Debussy, where everything is really getting chromatic. It's it's going from instead of you know this as all music is one the one chord, the four chord, and the five chord, and so uh, these uh, Mahler and and uh, and Debussy were kind of you know going from key to key to key like rapidly all the time. So you can never really tell what key they were in uh, a lot of the time. And so the next step for Schoenberg was that, well, I'm going to break down tonality completely and let it go away. And I'm only going to use the 12 tones from, from the scale. And I'm going to use them in the most harshest dissonant intervals, like a minor second, a minor ninth, or a major seventh, or a tritone, uh, and th those sorts of things. So, and then you would create these rows that would encompass all 12 tones and then you would move on to the next set of your 12 tone that, that you wanted to do. And this is, and Schoenberg created this whole thing where he was basically, you know, creating the theory of his music as he created it. And, uh, and of course, it didn't really survive. So, so I, I guess if I'm understanding, the whole idea of 12 tones is there's all these notes that might not get used, and the 12 tone is ensuring that they all get used regularly. Is that the idea? That's the idea, correct. Okay, I get it. And all you have to do is go listen to some some Weber music and some uh, and some Schoenberg music, and you'll just see that it's like it's not anywhere near what you would think uh, classical music should be. It's very very dissonant. In fact, um, you know, another a good mo movie to watch uh, is uh, Shutter Island, where they're actually using John Cage and Morton. Feldman and some of these, you know, modern, uh, 20, not modern anymore, they're dead, but 20th century composers. And the music is very, very dissonant and, and almost very hard to listen to, as a matter of fact. So before we premiere the song here, I didn't want the, this to go on too long. The, uh, the whole thing behind Frank Zappa was he was definitely a huge part of the Laurel Canyon scene that uh, we've discussed many times. He had a place called the, the Cabin. It was a log cabin where he had a lot of the uh, up-and-coming musicians hanging out, actors too, by the way, television and movie, they would all kind of congregate there. And while it's not completely disclosed by anyone on the inside what Frank Zappa was really all about, it's obvious that this man and his very high intelligence, even at his young age, uh, late 20s, early 30s, was definitely doing something to direct <laughs> the show overall. And uh, the Laurel Canyon scene lasted for quite a few years, uh, the 60s into the 70s. And of course, just like so many people, as we've discussed many, many times before, he has connections to the military-industrial complex directly in his family. So that's about it. Let's let you guys hear the song, uh, unless anybody else wants to say anything, and then we can have a quick, uh, what do they call them? A, a reaction video afterwards. <laughs> I'm good. Let's do it. All right. So this is, what this is, real quick, just so I, I, I probably didn't make myself that clear. Brett and I did a cover of Frank Zappa's I'm the Slime. It was Brett's idea. He did the percussion and some of the vocals. I did the rest of the vocals and a little bit of guitar work. I then mixed it and mastered it in my studio. So hopefully you guys like it. And I'm looking forward to see what you have to say.
perverted. I'm obsessed and deranged. I have existed for years, but very little has changed. I'm the tool of the government and industry too, for I am destined to rule and regulate you. I may be vile and pernicious, but you can't look away. I make you think I'm delicious with the stuff that I say. I'm the best you can get. Have you guessed me yet? I'm the slime oozing out from your TV set. Little baby, while I feed you, pick the garbage that I feed you. Until today that we don't need you, for help no one will heed you. Your mind is totally controlled, it has been stuffed into my mold. And you will do as you are told, until the rights to you are sold. This has been Anderson Pooper Scooper reporting. That'll do it. I think we're back on. Let's hopefully this uh, internet holds out on us so we can finish our chat here. Crow, you still with us too? Yeah, I had to kill everything on my end so I could. I just took it off YouTube to okay. check it out. It's better. It's better than Zappa. I was never much of a Zappa fan, but that's better than Zappa. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so anyway, I hope everyone found that entertaining. Uh, Crow didn't hadn't seen the video yet. I did let him hear the final mix of the song though, uh, just to make him laugh. But uh, what'd you think, Crow? Did 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 we uh did were we artsy fartsy enough for you? It's timely, but to consider that someone wrote that what nineteen seventy three, early seventies goes to show you. Um, I think I would assign him architect of Laurel Canyon. I think I think basically they took a genius that they knew was a genius and said all these kids are going to come here and do drugs and make music. Why don't you keep you know keep control of it? You get to you get to herd the cats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I like that better than Zappa's version, actually. Oh, cool. Well, one of the things that's very interesting about Zappa was he never really felt that you know his like his band was very popular. You know, I mean, he there was always um as I'm researching him, he's just kind of like, yeah, well, you know, you know, we're not we're not mainstream enough, and 
you know, and those sorts of things. So it always seems I, like he I don't think of, he tried to be. I mean, he, you're talking about a guy yeah. who did an orchestra on a bicycle. Um, <laughs> one of his one of his most quotable lines of all time is, "Don't you eat that yellow snow? That is where the huskies go." <laughs> I like the Muffin Man myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's it, it's. Uh, He's just he's just a, a very very interesting uh, character to kind of uh, to kind of study as a musician too. So, what are you eating? Uh oh, hold on. Uh, Crow and his puppy. <laughs> All right. Well, we we weren't something. intending to take this very long. If anybody has any questions in the chat, I can take a quick look at that. I know we're like a thirty second lag, so I'll give it a second. But um, hey, Bob, I see you. Ah, Bob's been a Zappa fan. Thank you. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and everyone else seems to as well. I'll take a take a quick look through here and see if anybody wants to talk about anything real quick before we sign off. Isn't there a very Hollywood version of the Little Canyon scene that's out right now? And has anyone noticed that Zappa is the king of that scene? Apparently he's not a part of it, or is he? Well, uh, you mean like a TV show? I know that uh, the last I knew... Jared Leto was the only big figure in Laurel Canyon as of right now. It, it doesn't really get a lot of attention anymore, but I, I think he's referencing they're running. I think it's a two-part, maybe hour and a half a piece for each part. A uh, review of Laurel Canyon to try to instill in your mind what they want you to think about how all that music just magically happened by itself. There, um, they draw the the history they want you to remember but that's running on i don't know i saw it in the tv listings so i know it's running there is something i watched and it and it was starring um jacob dylan who looks really old now <laughs> but i guess he was a 90s guy so that makes sense but yeah there was something i saw and yeah they did try and make it sound like it was very organic which I, it was anything it was anything but there was no yeah. <laughs> there was no music industry on the west coast all music was in nashville and maybe new york maybe to some degree chicago there was no infrastructure for music they created it um, not only did they create it they as is the research that others have done like mcgowan but the stuff you and i have done they invented yep. the way hippies were going to look before there were hippies they had hippie stores there um, it was all orchestrated, and I would imagine, from what I know from our research, that Zappa was the king of that, probably because he was the smartest guy in the room everywhere he went. Very good chance of that, absolutely. I mean, there were some other guys that definitely aren't stupid. I mean, I've heard David Crosby speak, and he sounds like a dick, but he seems like he's not stupid either. But yeah, I think Zappa, yeah, well, Zappa probably was the top of that that chain there. There's a story, too. That dude looks like a walrus, and even when he was young, he wasn't the handsomest dude in the room, and yet all the women were trying to have babies with Crosby. Well, he's um, a master. Turns, <laughs> well, it turns out his bloodline goes right back to... Or Van Buren? Is that what it was? Is it, is it like, I don't know, it's like George Washington or some nonsense? I don't remember, but it's like that. It's like one of the big founding family names. Um, so if you're Crosby, you can go do drugs on a boat until you're insane, blow up your liver, and then just show up at the hospital and get a new one, apparently. Well, when you have that kind of... I think it's Van Buren he's related to. I haven't looked at that information in a while, but yeah. I think I think you may be right, but it's right. I, the bloodline somehow mixes right into the founding big bloodline. In other words, the bloodline was so important, all the, the females around the Laurel Canyon knew how important his bloodline and wanted children with him. Right. Uh, well, that's actually who I believe, if I remember correctly, uh, Madonna had one of her 
spawn with. Oh, there you go. If I remember correctly. Right. Again, I haven't looked at that information in a while, but that sounds about right. But yeah, so there you have it, folks. I hope everyone enjoyed this little uh, out of the blue thing. I, I just kind of thought of doing this today since uh, Brett got the video done last night, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. We should we should talk about this a little bit and let everybody see it as a uh, as like a pre preview kind of thing." I did upload it just by itself on my channel. If anybody wants to go back, Brett, Brett did put a lot of cute little things in there that you might want to go back and watch it slower. Uh, he definitely did a great job with all of that, and um, I. How many videos have you got? I'm trying to remember, Brett. Have you got four or five other pieces done that are kind of like along I this think line? I, I think I have about six or seven. I mean, you have to go back in my – I mean, I have a lot of videos logged. A lot of it is, you know, stuff from LSU, my students, and myself. But, you know, some of the stuff that is kind of more on the awake side – uh, is uh, clearer to uh, the more recent stuff. So right, and you've got a couple of characters that you invented that you're now recycling through the videos, which is great. You know, just pointing out <sighs> just the crap that the elite does to us. Um, I don't know if I've ever shown any of those to you, Crow. But anyway, Brett's got his own channel. Brett William Dietz uh, doesn't have a lot of uh, subscribers, so I'd love to get some folks over to check out his work. But I also made a Facebook page to uh, represent his work as well, so this will be going up on that. And again, it's under Brett William Dietz, but I won't keep you guys any longer. I just thought this would be a fun little thing to do and see how everyone uh, responded to the to the video because I thought, I thought it came out great, and I was laughing my ass off. So, <laughs> And we did have a very fun time <laughs> making it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot, Jason. Thanks for collaborating with me. Appreciate it. Oh yeah, we got to do a lot more of this. You know, after after doing Shoot the Moon, I was like, wow, this is this is great. I just the, the vibe we have is is just it's it's what I like to see in music. Well, the Shoot the Moon, when you go back and you check out Shoot the Moon after you haven't watched it in a while, it's just that soundtrack so meshes with what's going on there. It's it's perfect. Um, and I'm not a big, you know, I don't I don't like the canned stuff, but what did I I think I told you two two or three tracks, Moonlight Sonata. I picked a couple classics um, that related to the sky clock in some way or more closely to the moon, but even the versions that Brett made of those are not just cop, you know, carbon copies. They're unique. Right, yeah. Uh, thank we have Moonlight Sonata opening the film, but Brett did a bit of a, uh, what would you call it, almost like a little bit of electronica to it. And uh, right. when I mixed it, I actually gave it a little extra pump too to kind of make that that kick drum that you put into that kick and snare to, to kind of hit harder because I, I was like oh this is going to be right. its own unique version so we did that and then Claire de Lune you did kind of just a very slow melodic it was perfect to go along with the, with the scene of Crow walking down the beach and it was just a great way to end the film and by the way we did release the soundtrack if anybody wants it just the soundtrack by itself uh, that's available on CD Baby as a digital download. I, I think I only put it for a couple of bucks. I don't even remember now. I'd, people bugged me for it, and I finally took the time to get it all mastered, uh, make sure all the levels were even and all that. And a few folks got it, and then it just kind of pittered out. But it is available if anybody wants it. Um, there you go. Are people and, still watching? Are people still watching, Jason? People, we, not not like we were getting it, but uh, the last huge pop we had was when we first started hooking up with Owen Benjamin. And Owen was talking about it, and you went on with them, and I went on with them. Uh, we got a huge push that time, kind of like when we first released it. And it's just been – people still watch it, but a lot of it is the uh, the freebies that we give out. If you're a, a subscriber to the um, – Recurring. A recurring – I can't think of the word. A recurring subscriber, you get to, to watch Shoot the Moon for free. 
All right, anybody got any final words, or shall we say adieu? Ah, don't you eat that yellow snow. There's my final intelligent <laughs> comment for the night. But one thing that uh, Zappa said that I thought was really funny, um, he was asked about culture uh, in an interview in the United States, and he said, what culture? And <clears throat> he says, the only culture that we really have in, the, in America is uh, baseball, cheeseburgers, and journey. So... <laughs> <laughs> Journey journey's still impacting to this so, day. How is how is he wrong? <laughs> right. Well, I, I you know, and uh, that that really struck me. I was like, wow. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. Are you right. ready, Player One? We're we're right on the cusp here. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So well, anyway, thanks a lot, Jason. Thanks, Crow. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate Thanks. it. Good to see you again, Brett. All right. That was Good a fun little you. chat, guys. Thanks so much for being here, and uh, thank you to everyone out there. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for the live stream. Same bat time, same bat channel. Take care, everyone.